Good last Monday of April morning. I'm saying that because I want to remember it as well. These are done about five or six weeks ahead of time. And so there'll be occasions, and it's happened I think twice, where we put up the wrong one. Thanks for letting us know, but this one should be, I believe your last one for April. I left you on a cliffhanger. People knew that some books were more important than other books. And that some books were written either by the apostles or in their style or by people they could trust, like Luke, a historian. But they didn't feel the need to collect them all together and do what the rabbis had done in 70 AD when they had shut the Old Testament scriptures. They said there will not be any more. Uh, this is it. Well, Christians didn't feel a drive to do that until there was a bishop. Uh, he, I, his story is fascinating. And I really can't believe I'm saying this, but Wikipedia has a pretty good article on him. Marcion, M-A-R-C-I-O-N. Marcion in 140 was a bishop who was very disturbed by the Bible. Uh, the things that he read in scripture about God in the Old Testament and genocide and slavery and the like very much offended him. Plus, he just wasn't a big fan of Jewish people. And that's a wild understatement. I'd, I'd recommend that if you don't follow him on Facebook and read his blogs that you do, Bobby Valentine has done amazing, very scholarly, but very readable and, and convincing work on Marcion and modern Marcion tendencies. We'll talk about that later. You can find him at stoned, as in past tense, stoned Campbell dotblogspot.com, I believe is, but you can also find him on Facebook. And he posts long form there, so you can, there. He also writes, writes for wineskins. Matt Dabbs is the editor there. Matt is a wonderful, fantastic Christian guy who's founded a, a new movement called Backyard Church. But Matt, Matt Dabbs um, runs wineskins.org. And you can go there and read these works by Bobby Valentine, sometimes by me. I don't post nearly as often as I'm supposed to, but other people like Matt um, and find him also on YouTube. All right, commercial done. <clears throat> Marcion was so upset that some of the things that he saw were just too Jewish or a, an angry God that didn't fit with the Christ God, that he made his own list of which books were scripture and which were not. This is our first a known example of somebody doing this. He believed that the Bible had to be the very words of God to be authoritative. And that, and that was a problem because, you know, the killing of kids and the taking of territory and the slavery and, the, you know, the wives and all the other. So he could only put into the Bible what he knew were the authoritative words of God. So he kept the Gospels because uh, he, at least he was right in knowing that Christ is preeminent and some parts of books, but he ignored all the rest. He said, those are not, those are, those are fake and false. <clears throat> Only he stripped out the Jewishness, uh, stripped out a lot of that. And it, it, it was a bad thing. And so he was declared a heretic. Quick side rail here. Um, heresy in scripture means divisive, uh, divisive, if you're in a different English speaking country. Um, divisive. It doesn't mean that you don't believe everything right. It just means that what you believe is dangerous to the community or more often 
the way you believe it. In other words, I can believe a lot of things that aren't held by my community, but if I step in and start dividing the community by believing these things, that's a problem. So he, um, again, declared a heretic. And so people react. I mean, there's an action, there's a reaction. They developed their own list as a competing list saying, this is the list. Don't use Marcion's list. Most of the other lists that people made didn't vary that much. A handful of books, either way, is uh, maybe a little bit more than a handful sometimes, but they were remarkably similar. Uh, it's rather impressive. But he, Marcion, was the first to chop up the Bible to make his own version of God. But he was also the first that I can find who wrote that the very words of Scripture are the very words of God. Therefore, anything in Scripture that doesn't sound like God isn't of God and must be removed. That's hugely simplistic, but it's the best way I can do this in a short 20-minute Monday morning. He did not... Um, he didn't believe that the God of the Old Testament was the same as the God in the New Testament. That's a problem. So he died a heretic, but many people followed him. And there are people who follow him even to this day. Um, we may get to that. But again, Bobby Valentine is a great source of that, um, uh, on that information. He's definitely not a Marcionite. In 303 AD, there was a very evil dictator. Uh, the Emperor Diocletian, and he issued the Edict of Diocletian, which commanded that anybody that had a Christian book was to be killed. Nobody wanted to be killed for an uninspired book. So they had to figure out which books were worth dying for, literally. Letters written by leaders of those churches to each other show us that we really do have the books that they thought were important. There, there were issues. Second Peter was in doubt for the very reason I told you. It appeared late, it's a very different style, most likely not by Peter. Again, I'm going from the scholars there. I'm not a scholar of the text, but I can tell you vast majority of scholars. And also the book of Jude. Uh, the very short book of Jude bothered people. Its allusions to a couple of books in the Apocrypha might have had something to do with it, but it just seemed out of place to a lot of them. And Revelation, by the, while, uh, by the way, made it in only by the skin of its teeth and has not made it in in some churches to this very day. Um, Eastern Orthodox churches didn't use it at all until the 1100s, and now they tend to use it one day a year when before Easter it is read in its entirely, uh, entirety aloud to the congregation. Um, we could go more on that. Um, Calvin wrote a... Uh, commentary on every book of the Bible except Revelation. He was not certain it was useful. Luther was not certain it was useful. There were other books that were considered scripture by, by a great many people that didn't make it in. And this is no conspiracy, by the way. You can find these books online for free and sometimes pay a fee to have a more modern translation. But the Gospel of Peter, for example, or the Shepherd of Hermas, the official list of 27 books we have was first made by Athanasius, a bishop of Alexandria in 367. But he didn't include all the books of the Old Testament in that. All the New Testament books we have made it. 
But in the Old Testament, he left out Esther. His reasoning was, it never mentions the name of God. That shocked me the first time I heard that when I was probably a teenager. And I go, what? It's a great book. It's all about God. It never mentions God. Uh, interesting. So he said, it, it's out. And he included two books which the Jews did not consider scripture by and large, the letter to Jeremiah and the, um, uh, the book of Baruch. The Eastern churches didn't really feel a need, a drive to push for an official canon of scripture, a list of books. Uh, they had, to this very day, Eastern Orthodox churches, and they vary. They have different polities and different countries. They believe that different books in the Bible carry different weight and have different amounts of authority. Fundamentalists say they all have authority and it's all absolute. So again, you see how we read, it does matter. The um, canon was considered closed in the West in the 400s. The East did not consider that. Um, the East, in fact, did not feel a need to close it because they thought Jesus would be back fast and there was no reason to knock this down and uh, you know, put concrete walls around it. Luther, when he came along, he tried to remove the book of Hebrews, which Luther, Luther did a lot of good stuff, but he was a raging racist. Um, he was, oh my goodness, there were so many problems with him. One of his worst crimes to me, uh, of all the many genocidal thoughts the man had, uh, he wanted to remove the book of Hebrews. And that to me, Hebrews and the Gospel of John are the ones that I would take to a desert island. So, eh, and probably the Psalms, because I'd want to do some imprecatory Psalms attacking why I'm on an island. Uh, but he, he did not want Hebrews in there. He did not want James in there. Uh, he, because James talks about works and he had just as escaped the doctrine of salvation by works. And so it was all gonna be by grace. And he got really upset at James. Jude, again, Revelation, he's, he, he said he could not find any value in Revelation. So it was too confusing. Uh, so, all right, by the way, all of this went about because people wanted to know what is scripture? Um, what is scripture? And where did we get it? Why do we have it? What does it mean? Um, the evangelicals, when they came along, they, they had a, a set that they wanted to, to make, a set of rules. They said it must be of apostolic origin, attributed to apostles or their close companions. That, it's really hard to prove that. That's how Luke gets in. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. I'm not entirely sure who wrote a couple of books in there. Then universal acceptance. And that one's, that one's a little bit more valid to me. If all major Christian communities and Jewish authorities accept that book, we're gonna go with that. And the idea there is that the Holy Spirit works in community and that if the vast majority of community sees and reads it a certain way, then likely that, that reading needs to be given weight. Third, liturgical use. Is it useful for public reading? I've never understood that one. I, I grew up um, in churches where they did a lot more reading of scripture than they do here and now. But I can remember the first several chapters of Chronicles going, oh no. Or when somebody gets into Leviticus or somebody gets into, and I know some, for some people these are their favorite books. 
But whenever it comes down to list, 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 was the son of, was the son of, um, you, know, you would always sweat bullets if it's your job to read, your turn to read, and you saw it was Matthew 1, all those begats, you were going to trip. So I'm not really sure about why they use for liturgical use, but that was one of them. Oh, and if you don't know what liturgical use is, sorry. Um, for those in low church traditions, liturg the liturgy is your form of worship. And so um, it is the way of standing up and, and reading the word of God to the people of God. And it's your songs and it's your prayers. It's the whole gestalt of the thing. Um, and then fourth, consistent message containing a theological outlook similar to or complementary to other accepted Christian writings. Um, and that one says, if, if we don't like the book because it says something we don't like, we're not going to have it in. That's really the main reason, in my opinion, that the book of Enoch is not considered scripture because it had a different view on the flood and who survived and what happened before and after. Uh, now, by the way, first Enoch is totally different. Uh, different source, different style, different everything from the other Enochs uh, that got progressively weirder. But many books faded away then until the 400s. Many manuscripts ca uh, also contained testaments of the 12 patriarchs, the prayer of Manasseh, Psalms, not just 151, but 152 through 155. Psalms of Solomon, letter of Jeremiah, Baruch, book of Jubilees, uh, which you can still get. It's actually uh, kind of a fun book. Book of Enoch and the books of Maccabees. This would make any of us lay awake going, I just, mm, I'm worried now. Do we have our books? Do we have the books we're supposed to have? I would suggest to you that that does not need to keep you awake at night. We have the books we need. Do we have everything Paul wrote? Obviously not. He refers to letters we don't have. Do we, do we have everything the Old Testament writers referred to and used as sources? Obviously not. There are well over a dozen, and that's, that's a low end. <clears throat> there are some estimates of more than 24 books that are mentioned in the Old Testament as sources, look back a month or two, that we don't have. So should we worry? No. Because they brought us to the Christ we need. And Christ is enough. You don't have to know everything, have read everything, and believe everything perfectly. You just have to get Jesus right. He said so. And he said he is the word of God. I'm, I'm going to take him at his word for that. Have a great week. We'll talk more next week.